Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash mmvpod. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. everybody welcome back to the week two nfl sunday edition of the never made varsity podcast my name is david rivero and you can find me on twitter at d underscore river underscore o howdy y'all tighten up this is maverick you can find me on social media at heartbreak underscore underscore kid uh what's up everybody colby here you can find me on twitter at colby complains all one word we're missing one we are missing one. Uh, Dears Aaron is on his way home from Cleveland, uh, getting out of the way of Florence. So, no Aaron today. Another one of those, who am I going to roast? Now that <laughs> it's like a void in my chest, you know? Um, and also, uh, our thoughts go out to everyone who's been like negatively affected by Florence. Um, out on the coast, uh, our thoughts are with you. Uh, but yeah, right now for me at least, it is raining very, very hard, and it has been like all day. Yeah, pretty constant rain here. Um, not anything crazy, but there has been a lot of flooding around Harrisburg, around the Berg. No one calls it that. <laughs> Luckily, today was really when it started hitting Asheville. The good thing is the mountains do a really good job of dissipating any kind of storm that does hit. So we have been very lucky. Um, so, again, I also do offer any, my condolences to the rest of the state, both South Carolina and North Carolina, and anyone that's in the path of the storm. Um, we are with you. Uh, so you might be wondering, hey, isn't this episode a little shorter than usual? And, yes, it is. We're trying something different. What we're going to do this week is we're going to have a sports half of the episode uh, that will hopefully be released tomorrow, um, depending on, you know, if Aaron gets home at, like, a reasonable time. I don't want to, like, put this all on him to get it out as soon as possible. But the plan is to have this episode come out sometime on Monday, and then the second half of the episode, which will be more uh, pop culture content related uh, content related type of things will come out on thursdays so that's the plan right now uh we're gonna try it out see what y'all think see what we think but you know we're experimenting yeah good things uh what, what's the whole what's the saying isn't it like the thing people hate the most is how things have been and change or something like that 
<laughs> sure. I don't know. We're trying I something think you new. just made that up. No, I th- I've heard that before. <laughs> I think it's astute. Maybe. I like it. People maybe don't I'm just change, a, but we're changing, Dadgummit. Maybe we're just a, maybe I'm just a fortune cookie. You should write that on a fortune cookie. You can make some money off of that. D- can I like be a contractor for fortune cookies? <laughs> I mean, you could do it like you're sitting at your desk between periods while you're teaching band class, and just come up because, with some prophetic statements and then put them inside some fortune cookies. Because what else could I be doing? <laughs> yeah, you don't need to be work. doing anything else. Air quotes, work. <laughs> Teachers don't do anything, No, you can right? do that. Don't you teach drama class? That's next semester. I have two uh, choral classes this, this semester. Because that could definitely be like... <laughs> Write me a, a fortune a, cookie. Yeah, a warm-up. <laughs> like, oh, an improv session. Yeah, that'll, that'll be in the cards. And it will have plenty of improv sessions. But I digress. We all digress. Uh, to talk about the game that wasn't, uh, UNC canceled the uh, football game against uh, the University of Central Florida. The defending national champions. Defending national champions, uh, University of Central Florida. So there, we don't have a game to complain about today, which is weird. I know. It's like I feel slightly less disappointed than normal on Sundays. <laughs> so is this what being a Browns fan feels like because we didn't lose so that we can actually celebrate? Well, not after this weekend. They technically did lose this I time. I so. Couldn't avoid it. Oh, man. they Now that was one where they uh, snatched defeat from the jaws of a tie. They're <laughs> just... <laughs> but yeah. we'll get there. Yeah, we'll talk about it. We will get there, but... Uh, since we aren't going to talk about the UCF game, I guess we could talk about the pick game uh, that's coming up this weekend. Are y'all going? I am planning on going, yes. Gotcha. I wasn't able to make it. I work most Saturdays. I'm trying to get off for one and hopefully in the future, uh, maybe around homecoming time or late night with Roy. The I believe that's the Virginia Tech game, somewhere around then. I am also working um this saturday so i won't be able to make it i'll probably have to this is a game i'm gonna have to watch like afterwards which is gonna be weird for me i will give y'all my hottest of hot takes from (laughs) from keenan stadium i can't temper you on twitter anymore i can't (laughs) nope from the comfort of your seat back you know that's gonna be my first take is how to tell telling y'all how these seat backs are (laughs) Um, but I, I believe Pitt opened as a three and a half point favorite. Um, the away team opens three and a half point favorite. Pitt, they, they've beaten Albany and Georgia Tech. Um, and they also got smacked by Penn State, who I think is a pretty good team. I'm not sure if they're great, but I think they are pretty good. Um, they beat Georgia Tech last week. It, being the first ACC game, I'm not sure how good Georgia Tech actually is. But they are 2-1. We are 0-2. Interesting game. That was our lone ACC victory last season. Uh, we went into Pittsburgh and stole one from them at Heinz Field. Um, so hopefully we could uh, repeat from last year and get a win. But I think this is one of those winnable games. 
where we I really think it's a toss up. Um, we definitely need to see some changes. We already discussed that last week. I really do want to see Cade Fortin get a couple more drives. Doesn't have to start. I just want him to be able to play them more because if especially if things are not clicking immediately on, then what do we have to lose at this point? It's the beginning of ACC play. Um, our our season in a lot of minds is already on the line, so why not try something new? I do think that I lost the track of where that thought was going. Oh, this found it. It's back, back on track. I <laughs> I do think this is a game you've really wanted to have a win or two going into. It, it's really rough going, you know, starting ACC play without any wins, and now you have to find five to be bowl eligible. That's that's rough. So we'll see how that goes. I have, for some reason, the slightest amount of faith that we could maybe <laughs> win this game. I there's based on no facts whatsoever, other than just like I need it for myself more than anything. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a very full stadium on Saturday. Just conjecture. It's 12.20 p.m. Or, yeah, start time? Yes. Cautious, yes. I've, in my experience, I remember, because everybody's still going to be tailgating and also asleep in their rooms. So Yeah. I mean, there's, I've, we've seen the stuff on Twitter where like students were even like, we're going to boycott these games until they start playing better. I'm like, well, and I believe you were the one that said it, Colby. It's like, weren't they already doing that? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I Again, this y'all make fun of me. So I do think this game, you, you are able to come out of this game with a win. Um, but I don't think it's going to be as easy as we thought at the beginning of this season. I, I've Sorry, I've been kind of so so depressed even talking about it. I hope we see a difference. I hope we play a little bit better. Do y'all think that we start not start, but you'll think we'll see more of the freshmen uh, moving forward? I think it's now an option. My whole thing if is that makes sense. Like I said, if we're not clicking, why not try something new? Because obviously, what you have on the field at this moment is not working. And I genuinely don't think it's because of a lack of talent. Like I said this last pod, I don't. I think we have talented players on this roster. We're just not using them in the right ways. And I, I don't know. We, could, we I need- don't want to pin it all on the quarterback. Like, I don't want to pin it all on Nathan Elliott. It's not the greatest situation, but I feel like I've seen teams make do with far less than what we have right now. Like Seth Luttrell at North Texas. We need Seth Luttrell back. Yeah, what was the deal with that? I, I feel like we've seen that. If if y'all hadn't seen that, uh, North Texas was playing Arkansas Saturday and actually literally destroyed them. Um, it was like I one did of their first that. wins against a Power 5 team uh, since like the 90s. And they pulled a, a Switzer where it was a fake fair catch. And they ah, went I did see all the way for a touchdown. I mean, it was beautiful. And I was like, I have seen that before. And I remembered that Seth Luttrell is their head coach, who was our <laughs> offensive coordinator during our 11-2 and season. Uh, three years ago. 
So we yeah. just need some of that offensive mentality back. Which maybe, is funny. There considering might be a vacancy in a couple months, so maybe we could give a call. <laughs> I hope there's a vacancy. I'll take mediocrity after some change. Just to like, I just want to know that we're trying to make ourselves better <laughs> at some point in time. Who'd have thought we would have uh, missed the days of perpetual eight and four? <sighs> the glory days. <laughs> as I lean back on my rocking chair with my gray hairs uh so nationally uh Wisconsin I'm glad we're getting them out the way early just go ahead and get Wisconsin up out the paint don't have to worry about them for the rest of the season what uh who'd they lose to I forgot BYU uh, BYU the Mormons <laughs> yes oh man the Storm and Mormons. I dig it. Go, go yeah. BYU. Somebody that, said, oh, that's right, because I saw a tweet that said, the caffeine will be flowing at Brigham Young <laughs> after tonight's win. <laughs> well, that's so... Oh, okay. Uh... <laughs> Florida State. And it... Bless their heart. I don't. There's a team that sort of looks worse than us in the ACC, and it's kind of Florida State. My boy Willie. Oh, they look horrible. Yeah, they look god awful. They got Syracuse gave them the belt. Yeah, they really did. I I don't know if Syracuse is. I mean, I think Florida State is bad, but Syracuse might be pretty good. I think uh, some of the ACC analysts were saying that Syracuse might jump up and get somebody. I don't think they had to jump to get Florida State, but I think they Dino Babers has a solid team up there keep in mind they were the team that beat clemson last year during the regular season yeah and upset them so i mean they've been sneaky good uh for the last couple of years now and jimbo fisher is on uh is at texas a&m right now right mm-hmm it was and, and they, now willie taggart uh, is the new coach of fsu so a little bit of some growing pains right now for the seminoles willie taggart sucked at oregon he sucks at florida state Tell them how you really feel, bro. Because no, I like casually watch Oregon, and he was bad. It was just bad when he was the head coach. I don't know what Florida State saw in him, but and that job is also not a job that you can grow into. Like when you go to Florida State, you have to start winning. That's just the nature of that job. But speaking of head coaches, we had different expectations for <laughs> um, Coach O at LSU has a little bit of a squad down there. <laughs> go, go Tigers! <laughs> I just can't believe that this man of all people <laughs> has this kind of team. Like they, so they beat Auburn this week, twenty-two to twenty-one. And they looked good doing it. I don't think anybody expected LSU to be this good this year. But they're still always, that's one of the premier teams, though. They're just, it's like us in basketball. They're just one of those for football that they're always going to be there. They might have off years, and they have definitely had some off years in, in recent times. But they're always going to be the team that's 
going to be competing, if not contending, uh, for the playoff. I mean, he, and Vages? Ed's like a he's an SEC coach. I mean, he's been in this league, and so he's definitely gotten experience uh, playing these sort of teams, and so I think it's definitely benefiting him at LSU now that he has uh, what is obviously has been able to unlock the talent that he has at LSU. I just can't believe they got the voice talent from Grim- of Grimace from the McDonald's um, cartoons. No. To coach, <laughs> to coach, coach an SEC football team. Go Tigers! Maybe this good. Go Tigers! <laughs> all I gotta say, run neck. <laughs> I, I just love. Literally, all his interviews are go Tigers. <laughs> that's, that's all of his interviews. <laughs> it's what I look forward to most after an LSE win every week. It's so great every week. See, we have m- mumble rappers. He's a mumble coach. <laughs> Go Tigers. Go Tigers. <laughs> it's ti- Tigers with a G-A-H. Tigers. Tigers. <laughs> uh, Bama's still unfair. <laughs> yeah. Tua is a monster, dude. I, that's just not fair. That was their backup quarterback. He was sitting on the bench playing the ukulele up until they put him on, <laughs> put him on the field. It's really not fair. He said, "Oh, you want me to throw now? Oh, all right." He's really good. Yep. He, uh, he's just really good. Y'all think he wins Heisman? They put up. Kyler fi- Murray looks really good at Oklahoma. They did put up 50 on their last three teams they played. Bama? Yeah. Kyler Murray looks really good. Yeah. He looks, like, electrifying good. Like, Tua is good, but... And he does have, like, some of those plays, but he's also just, like, a steady hand. Right. Um, Whereas Kyle Murray is, like, electrifying. Yeah, he's, he's a playmaker. So, I also can't believe that this that that man chose to play football in in the meantime for of him becoming a major league baseball player. Yeah, he said this is gonna be my placeholder for now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna do a year of this football stuff. <laughs> he's this good, and he's better at baseball. That's so unfair. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh man. Any other uh, – well, actually, I feel like there were a lot of upsets this weekend. Uh, Texas is back, apparently. Beat USC. Yeah, I, I will be the first to say that I w- was not and is still on the fence about Tom Herman. Um, but it looks like he's the coach that they need right now. So, more power to him. Cook him. Cook him. Not the, not the one they deserve. The one they need right now. It's reminiscent of 2005. Good times at the Rose Bowl. Depends on what side you were on. True. And I was on Texas side, and if y'all remember, that's why I'm a Titans fan. Is because I did not know Vince that. Young, who was the star quarterback of the national championship, went on to get drafted by none other than the Tennessee Titans. Titans. And so that's how I, I, I was a Texas football fan. He got drafted to Tennessee. I didn't really have a fandom at the time, so I... Went to Tennessee. 
I have a question. I got an answer. Whose orange is better? Because I've been having this conversation with Carla. Texas or Tennessee? Tennessee because they got that Rocky Top orange. Okay, it's just different. Like when you got when Tennessee's when you, is more well, iconic. Also, on a like serious Texas note, Texas is more mellow. I was about to say ten, Texas is Texas is um Texas orange is a little bit more like subtle, whereas Tennessee is a little bit more pop to it, which I like. I absolutely hate Tennessee's orange, well, and I, I love Texas's. It's just so orange. dull to me. I don't know. I like the burnt orange. It just it feels rustic. <laughs> what do you? When we when we booted up this podcast, I did not know we were going to be talking about how rustic <laughs> these colors were. <laughs> this Neither is what we could. Next next time on Never Made Varsity, we'll be knitting. <laughs> hey, we could be talking about a baseball quarter right now. So screw that <laughs> this noise. Is very true. It's a trade off. <laughs> screw that noise. I genuinely forgot baseball was still happening. Like I forget up until on Sundays when we talk about it. We as an Aaron. Like I could uh, not tell y'all you. want to hit on some NFL. Let's sure, I'm happy to talk about NFL today. Let's end on a high note. So let's. So <laughs> you mean? So what you're saying is me and you got this, Kobe? Yeah. Uh. So, uh, Panthers go into Atlanta into the new Mercedes Benz. Is it Mercedes Benz Stadium? Yeah. Um, yeah. Mercedes Benz Stadium. It's your second yeah. year of operation. Cool. So we walk into Mercedes-Benz Stadium and have a decent first half, I feel like. wasn't the worst. But uh, it wasn't great going into the half. No. That's when the defense started cracking. Yeah, probably one of our worst showings in a long time from our defense. For no particular reason, I feel like. I just just weren't all together, you know? No, like, it, was, it was just bad. Yeah. Not one thing was bad. Like, we couldn't stop the run defense. I didn't think we played Julio that bad. Like, I, I thought we played Julio really well. But, you know, when you have Calvin Ridley eating us up for a, a good solid 60 yards and Tevin Coleman's the first 100-yard rusher that we've allowed in, like, what, two years? It's just, uh, first in 22 games. Yeah, so about two, just about two years. Uh, it's, you know, you, you can't, we're not going to win that way with how we play. Um. So, yeah, that that loss is totally on the defense. Like Luke was missing tackles. Yeah, just not. And that's altogether. how you know it's bad. Cam Newton had a seventy three point six passer, or sorry, completion percentage, despite all of the ridiculous missed missed uh th- not missed throws uh drop balls. One drop that ended up being an interception. Yeah, just not great execution all around. I feel like DJ Moore played well. For what he was given, I thought mm-hmm. I thought Christian McCaffrey did pretty well as well. Um, C.J. Anderson did well on the ground. He had three car- carries for thirty-one yards. Like he's yeah, he's solid. I don't know why we stopped running him. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, um, we were having shades of Mike Shula's offense a little bit, like in the middle, like in the in between the second and third quarters. Yeah, but I, I don't know the, the offense. 
even though there were a lot of drop, drops, they did enough to win the game. The defense was just horrid. Matt Ryan rushed for two touchdowns. He hasn't had two rushing touchdowns in a season before. Yeah, it, it was not not a good showing by the defense. Not good. Like they were, you were tweeting this as well. They were biting on like every every uh, option. Yeah, every play action. Every play action. Sorry, it was bad. <laughs> I'm turning into Chris Collinsworth. Everything's an RPO. <laughs> Um, but we have the Bengals at home, the Bengals who ended up being not terrible this year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, AJ Green still makes me nervous. Uh, I think, I think James Bradbury will play well against him. I think if he can handle Julio, he can probably do pretty well against AJ Green. And, um, I'm Joe Mixon might be hurt. So it might just be Geo as their feature back. I'm not quite sure how hurt Joe Mixon is, but we will see. We will see. Yeah. Panthers Bengals. Last time we played, we tied. So, <laughs> so you know, I don't feel awful going into this Bengals game, but I would be lying if I said I didn't feel a little bit of urgency, uh, especially with the fact that uh, Tampa Bay is doing so well <laughs> and uh, Atlanta. We just recently lost to Atlanta. Yeah. So. Uh, Titans. Yeah, I'm finally I get to be the one, the one, the lone winner of the four <laughs> of us. Uh, but even then, we very much could have lost our game. We ended up defeating our in division rival, the Houston Texans, uh, twenty to seventeen. We actually started out the game really well. We scored on our first two drives, including. Our first score of the game was on fourth down. We were had a fake punt where our cornerback, Kevin Byard, uh, took the snap and then quickly threw it out to, this, uh, to one of our wide receivers that was on this end um, that was not being covered, and they ran it in for a 66-yard touchdown on a fourth, and fourth down punt. So that was pretty exciting. Uh, and we got some good stops at the beginning. Uh, we did a really good job of pressuring Deshaun Watson which caused him to not make uh, as good as passes. Um, so it helped us like stifle uh, offense to begin with. And so we got out to two scores, uh, 14 to nothing. And then we didn't score until the fourth or the third and fourth quarters with field goals. Um, that was a little frustrating to see. And at, at times we played a little too conservative. But the big issues today, we were, we Marcus Mariota did not play because um, he's still – nursing an elbow injury we also didn't have our top lineman taylor lewan so we had a lot of players that were out but so we we had blaine gabbert you remember blaine gabbert y'all i do yes he's our backup he actually did a really good job i believe he had 117 yards passing yep blaine gabbert went to mizzou yes yes mizzou hey Um, well here's the question i have for you maverick uh why did they list Mariota as active if they weren't going to play him? Because, like, I, I don't know about anybody else, but, like, I was playing Aaron this week, and I know for a fact that he probably started uh, Marcus Mariota under the assumption that he was going to play because they listed him as active and so didn't get any playing time. He was active, and he was actually on the field doing his stuff three hours before the game. And the big thing was um, they were testing him, his grip, and it, it – while he wasn't hurting, he could still not grip the ball completely. 
for whatever reason. Also, there's some weird, like, rumor mill going around that Coach Brable's playing some sort of, like, mind tricks on him or is, like, trying to get some psychological advantage, like a coach on a quarterback kind of thing. doesn't really make sense, um, but it's the sort of thing, like, I'm the coach, like, my say goes and whatnot, so I, I'm not sure if there's any kind of, like, disagreements on, like, the os- offensive schemes or anything like that. So I'm not really sure. Um, the, it definitely caused problems, but we still managed to hold our own with it. Uh, running backs did fine. Like I said, our defensive line did a really good job of pressuring, and so, but we eventually told on ourselves. And it's because our line is so good so that we can hide the, our secondary playing zone uh, reads on defense. And we were allowing DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller to get 15, 10 and 15 yard catches every single time, every single drive. And that was a little bit frustrating. Um, well, like Houston converted like their first five third down um, because of that. I do have a question. Another question. Sorry, just no. Do, no. So is Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry y'all's RB one? I haven't watched enough Titans football to know, but like I drafted Derrick Henry in fantasy under the assumption that he would be y'all's RB one. Yeah, he he technically is, and that's also been something where. Him and Dion Lewis have actually been sharing, like, in having about an equal amount of touches. Last week, Dion Lewis had 49 touches. Not 49. He had 30 or something. And Derek only had 19. Yeah, uh, that's what worries me. <laughs> and today, Dion Lewis was our third down back when it very much should have been Derek. And that was a little bit confusing at times seeing that because he's definitely our power back compared to Dion. That's supposed to push for a yard. But um, we had some riverboat action going on. We went on fourth and inches, and we got it. And I think Rabel definitely earned a lot of fans' respect by that. Um, he's still very much an aggressive coach, and I very much like that. We very much could lost the game. But the ending was we ended up coming back, uh, hitting a field goal to go ahead with a minute to show left. And Deshaun Watson, uh, with 10 seconds to go, he was doing some scrambling, trying to find a player, not re- remembering that they didn't have timeouts. And he ended up throwing a pass, but they couldn't even get another down, so we ended up winning the game. Yeah. It was a good, nice win for us. It helped uh, ease some of my concerns from last week. And I forgot who we're playing next week. Um, also, while you're looking at that, screw the Falcons. Oh, uh, I didn't even get to talk about it. I forgot. We, t- we forgot completely. Yeah, screw the cheap shot on Cam. Good Lord. Ugh. I just had to, had to that say was that. Pretty dirty. For those that, that. that don't know, Cam was sliding, very obviously giving himself up, uh, sliding. And I don't even remember the name of the linebacker. That's how irrelevant he is. He uh, decided to take a cheap shot at, at Cam as he's sliding, led with the crown of his helmet, and very clearly, intentionally went down with Cam to aim for his head uh, and promptly got ejected. Yep. Oh, I see. Screw that guy. Screw the Falcons. We play the Jags, so that might be an L. Interesting. Oof. Speaking of the Jags, are they for real? I think Maybe. the Jags are for real. Because they beat the Pats today. 
we got good Blake Bortles today, which, you know, once in a blue moon, we'll get good Bortles. He was dishing it, man. Hey, if dishing only dying. Blake Bortles was that all the time. Hey, <laughs> Jags would be undefeated. Dave Doran of the AFC South. We like him because he's just good enough to be a quarterback for the Jags, but also just bad enough to not to let us all win still at the same time. If Blake Bortles gets a ring before Cam Newton, I will have a stroke on this podcast. I'll quit football. <laughs> I'll quit football. Um, is Patrick Mahomes for real? Because he just set um, the record for most touchdowns in your first two starts as a um, quarterback. It was eleven. Wasn't he? He's had two, four touchdown games. Is that correct? He's had no. He's had a six. He had a six touchdown game today and a four touchdown game last Sunday. Yeah. Or um, yeah, at least two games with. Yo, at least yeah, four, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, which is absolutely insane. Like, and I'm I was happy because he hit Travis Kelsey with for several of those touchdowns, which is in my fantasy league. I'm still losing in all of my leagues this week, but. I that. <laughs> it almost made you feel like you had to give up in the middle of the game. Yes. Oh, like Dante Davis? <laughs> that is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. So, if y'all have not heard about that, um, who are the Bills playing today? I don't even remember. So, the Bills are playing today. They have a cornerback named Dante Davis. He's been in the league for several years now. He's, what, 30? I believe he's 30. He's yeah, and they were playing the Chargers. And so they were getting smacked because the Bills are not good. And so apparently, according to a reporter first, and it started spreading, Vontae Davis quit at before halftime and retired on the spot. <laughs> Literally <laughs> retired from the game of football, <laughs> which is truly an unprecedented move. It's a bold move, Cotton. Which I wanted to see how it played is, out. Apparently it's a thing with the Bills. Because the same thing happened with Kyle Orton when he played for the Bills, or he just kind of left. It didn't come back. <laughs> so, it, yeah, some of the players were talking about it was a little bit disrespectful, which I could see that. But and then, um, he, did, did y'all see his statement that he released? Just I did a few hours ago. He was talking I skimmed about, it. He said he had like a moment of truth where he's like, "I do not belong on the field anymore." So. That was probably maybe he's not telling the complete truth, but he definitely gave a little more insight into the why he did what he did. Uh, the Raiders are an interesting case. I I would be lying if I told you that I wasn't so excited. That the Raiders lost. Because I have a personal grudge against John Gruden. Because I think he's so outdated. And I just love seeing him lose. Like, nothing against the Raiders as a team. Nothing against any of their players. Nothing against their fans. I just do not like John Gruden. And I cannot be any happier seeing him blow a game. (laughs) Bomani Jones brought up what I think is a good point. He's locked into a 10-year contract. Yep. He's not playing for now. He's trying to set up what he wants his team to look like in, like, two or three years, when everyone else on the roster is in win-now mode. 
Yeah, he is very much not in win mount, win now mode, as evidenced by the fact that Khalil Mack and uh, their punter that I can't I'm Marquette losing, King. Marquette King. I'm sorry, I forgot the name of the best punter in the league. Uh, <laughs> is now is, are no longer on the team. I mean, um, I was just gonna say, and there's it's no secret though that the the Davis family, the ownership group, loves him. So his seat is cold as ice. Especially with that contract, and I, I think it's more long term, like, like you're saying. Like, I don't think he's worried about winning now, but it does not look any better. It doesn't make him look any better that he's still losing. He has that Marvin Lewis contract. Um, we have a lot of. I don't know. I just put this in here because I thought it was funny. The Vikes and Packers tied. That's the, I that have was, nothing else to say other than those words said to Vikings and Packers. That was that was the the worst best game I've ever seen. It was such an exciting game, only to end in a uh, a tie. So oh, the Browns, like I said earlier, um, snatched a loss from the jaws of a tie. <laughs> Man, the Saints do not look good. They really don't. They do not look good. Like, the Browns' defense cannot be that for real. <laughs> and the Bucks look like world beaters. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic. Oh. Thank you. My God. This man is... Did you know he went to Harvard? <laughs> no, this is like his side gig. He could be working in, like, STEM or anything like that, or with his Harvard degree, and he's just playing football for fun. He is... 100%. Did y'all see the, the the tweet about how they like Fiance Fitzpatrick always works in cycles? Like I he, did not. He, it like <laughs> he gets cut from a team and then he works as the backup and then the backup gets or then the starter gets hurt and he plays plays really well, gets an extended contract, then plays terribly and then gets cut and it repeats <laughs> in the cycle. And so someone tweeted out, "Hey <laughs> Tampa Bay, I'm just here to remind you where you are in the cycle." And it was a little arrow pointed to Fitz, Fitzpatrick plays really well and gets signed for a extended contract. I am convinced that the best quarterback in the league is Ryan Fitzpatrick with a guaranteed roster spot. <laughs> yep. Now, the best thing about him today was his press conference. Did y'all see that? Where he stole Deshaun Jackson. He stole yes. Deshaun Jackson's clothes. Entire wardrobe. And wore it to the press conference with Deshaun Jackson just standing on the side. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Never change. Never change. Uh, any other M- NFL things? I don't believe I have anything else. Other than that, Tom Where's... Brady had a nice meltdown, and that was nice. <laughs> Acting like a thug on the sidelines. How could? How dare he? Okay, disrespect the game of football like that by having a temper tantrum. Like that on the sidelines. Some breaking news. Dwayne Wade uh, is going on a farewell tour this year. He said this will be his last year in the league playing for the Heat. Oh. So. It's about that time for him. Yeah. Flash is hanging it up. It's about that time. He's probably Um, one of the most polarizing players in my personal history. Um, For a long time, he's probably the most hated player. In my mind, in the entire NBA, thanks to 2006, and but I I still have so much respect for him as as a, his own player. Like he's still done so much in the league. Um, it's it's 
it's nice to hear that he is able to come back and have one more season. Um, I do have a lot of respect for him. We should have won in 2006, though. <laughs> he also might be the best player on that team. Um, Fair. And I can't wait to um, piss off Turner when we have the was Dwayne Wade better than Kobe um, discussion. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh t- we're coming to the end of the show, but first we need to call an audible. This segment is brought to you by Audible. For you, the listeners who've never made varsity, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I've listened to Airborne by Kenneth Oppel. I think that's how you say his name. That's how I've said it my whole life, and I'm not changing now. Uh, through Audible, and you can download it or another book free by trying audible.com. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nmvpod for your free audiobook. So, today's Audible is not from us, but from three local schools, uh, colleges and universities in North Carolina, canceling their games. Um, and be due to Hurricane Florence, so ECU was. I was gonna say set ECU, to play. ECU, NC State, and and UNC, correct? Yes, ECU was set to play Virginia Tech. Uh, State was set to play West Virginia, and Carolina was set to play UCF. So, Mav, you had some things you wanted to talk about in this regard, mainly. That we'll talk. I was wanting to talk about the ECU Virginia Tech game because uh, there was a storm on the coast of North Carolina, and there was also a storm on Twitter uh, because in the uh, Virginia Tech's uh, football Twitter announced uh, that ECU had, had informed them that they were not coming um, to play their game, and their Twitter had some scheduled tweets that they had sent out that were very untimely, unfortunately. Um, soon after that. A tweet was sent out saying that Virginia Tech was waterproof, uh, meaning that they could withstand storms, uh, and they were specifically citing their game against us when we played through Hurricane Matthew uh, two years ago, which drew some uh, criticism not only from most of the college football community, if not their own fans. So that tweet was quickly deleted, and they did say that it was a scheduled tweet. And then also their athletic director made a statement uh, commenting on ECU not being able to play. And he subtly criticized the fact that ECU announced that they weren't playing a day earlier than they had uh, advised them to make their decision for the game time. Knowing full well that there was a potential catastrophic hurricane off of our coast that's very near to Greenville. And so it also drew a lot of criticism. And then saying that he wasn't aware of how dire the situation is on the coast. And has this man never watched cable news before? Like, has he not seen what a hurricane can do to a community? Like, I don't understand what... Sorry, I wasn't aware of that. Like, I I quote tweeted him earlier because I was mad about it. And I... I don't understand how, as an athletic director... Of that caliber, you don't know how dangerous a literal hurricane is. Like, that is mind-boggling to me. 
So. Just a little, just a little tone deaf, you know. And so what? I, what that's then, ultimately leading into? I think there was a thing about ACU having to like repay Virginia Tech for the game, and so the, really the audible, I guess, for this situation is like, what do we change about the process in the event where teams have to cancel for weather-related issues or any sort of things that are similar to that, like making new dates for games because unfortunately we weren't unable to schedule a new game with UCF, repaying if there was payment involved between teams, stuff like that. What did y'all think y'all could change? It's hard yeah, I mean, because I would... you can't just – go ahead, David. Well, I was just going to say, well, you you also have the perspective because you are you work in uh, an athletic office. So, I mean, you probably have better perspective than I do. But, I mean, I would assume that, you know, do everything in your power to reschedule the game. But at the end of the day, like – Safety is the number one priority, so if you can't play the game, don't play the game. It's just one game out of 12. I mean, it's not going to be super catastrophic if you have to cancel the one game. I just don't think it's worth it. And to have Virginia Tech be so mind-bogglingly like tone-deaf towards that is just really – it's just so stupid to me. And to have their AD actually come out and say something like, oh, sorry, I didn't realize this, or whatever. It's just, the stupidity is beyond belief sometimes in the sports world. I, so, there's not only, like, the safety of, like, the players and staff and that sort of stuff. You also have to consider accessibility needs. You have to consider, because what I learned this week in my one week working in the athletic office, uh, a lot of buses can't run... Um, in situations with a lot of wind because they'll tip over. Like the wind will just catch the bus and just literally knock it over. So a lot of people that need those services to get to the game, not just the players, but like fans won't have that option to get there. So it's not just an athletic decision. At the end of the day, this is all entertainment and, you know, we need people there. That's also a, a driver of revenue. Um, and definitely, if there was a way for, I'm not sure what the deal is with ECU and State, but I know at Carolina, if there was a way to re- make the game, they would. Um, unfortunately, there is not. Mm-hmm. There, there's just not much you can do with that in that situation. And one thing I was going to bring up as a follow-up is, of course, since you're unable to schedule a game, it is one less game, but especially if you're a contender, like UCF would be um, if they were in a Power 5 conference. Is this a sort of thing where if you can't reschedule, it of course can't hurt to just not play the game and be safe, but it also potentially wouldn't help them either because it's one less game that can be evaluated by a playoff committee in the case like if they went undefeated again this year. So could that be a potential thing where since they played one less game, they don't technically have as strong of a schedule as, say, another fringe playoff team or anything like that. Or even a West Virginia of sorts, because they've been playing well this year as well. And now they have one less game playing against a strong Power 5 opponent like NC State. And so if they were wanting to uh, make a strong case for the playoff, they now have one less game that they can talk about on their resume. I think that will definitely be a conversation if you know, West Virginia wins out and, 
or even if they lose to Oklahoma once and then beats Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship, both West Virginia and Oklahoma both have one loss to each other, but Oklahoma has one more game, not just against a Power 5 team, just one more game played. Mm -hmm. That's another win. There's definitely situations where this might impact that. I think that's a good point. So, yeah. Yeah, man. There's no really right answer. It's just it's frustrating to me how some schools decide to respond to this kind of thing. Yeah. But I believe that is it for this episode. It's been a yes. good one. Yeah, I so think, uh, let us know what you thought of this uh, purely sports episode. It feels weird. Yeah, it feels <laughs> like I'm missing something, but, you know, let us but know. But you know what? Let us... It's coming. Yeah. And until then, you can find us at tinyurl.com. Let's never make varsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you liked or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at NeverMadePod. Thank you to Audible sponsoring the show for your 30-day free trial. Go to audibletrial.com slash nevermate. Oop, nope, slash NMVpod. That's slash NMVpod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music. And we will see you all later this week. See ya. Bye.